Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of It's a Definite Maybe, a podcast for those of you who are just trying to figure it all out with your co-hosts, Stella and Rosie. On today's episode, we're breaking down what it's like to be a people pleaser. So Stella, I think most people know this, but I am a big old people pleaser and it has been a challenge for 27 years and something that I still work through this every day. That doesn't make sense. Something I still work through most days. That makes more sense. But I feel like the older we've gotten, the more people that have realized that their anxiety is tied to people pleasing and this idea that we have just all tried so hard to please people around us and just be doormats. And now we're like, oh, I have anxiety. Got it. Yeah, I've always been a massive people pleaser as well. Ever since I can remember, it's always been something that I've kind of battled against. It's only been recently where I've been in therapy where it's become really front of mind as something that I want to focus on changing and I'm actively doing things to change Mm. that behaviour as well because before I might have identified and kind of subconsciously known that I was getting sucked into people-pleasing behaviours and I was in that kind of pattern but I didn't necessarily know what I needed to do to break myself out of that or Mm. where that came from and therefore how to adjust things or how to heal, whatever. So it's been an interesting journey recently battling with that side of myself and working on healing that. Yeah, see, I don't think I actually realised I was a people pleaser probably until the last maybe like three to five years. I had just always been a person I thought I was a people person. I thought I was just really nice and friendly. But it turns out that I was just getting used and abused I don't think people would even necessarily manipulate me and cognitively do it, but I think they would realize that I always would say yes. I'd always put my stuff to the side. I didn't know how to say no. So people would sort of take advantage of that Mm. without even maybe having the intention to do so. So most people in my life, I don't think were taking advantage of me, but I think upon reflection, it was, oh, well, I didn't have boundaries. I didn't know how to say no. So that's why I was so burnt out or depressed or anxious or so stressed out and overwhelmed because I never knew where to draw the line and realize it's okay to not do stuff for everybody and get out of this mindset of oh you're not letting someone down because you had to say no it's well you're prioritizing yourself and setting boundaries which is a healthy thing to do and getting out of that mindset is so challenging because I think without realizing you're a people pleaser, it's such a toxic cycle to be in that you're not even aware of. Yeah, and you start making compromises on taking care of your needs and things that are important to you and prioritizing yourself and your self-worth because you value the external stuff more than you do your perception of yourself. Like if you're making compromises on who you are and how you like to go about things for the sake of people pleasing, Mm -hmm. then that's obviously not a good thing. So it's interesting Mm. digging into where people pleasing actually comes from because I've definitely spoken about this a lot with my therapist and there are some key areas that she pointed out to me that this typically tends to come from. So oh, I'm ready for my psychology yeah, lesson. Yeah, so genuinely, the the three kind of key areas, and they're all a little bit interlinked to each other. But from anxiety, if you have low self esteem, and interestingly, not having your needs met as a child, and it doesn't necessarily have to be 
like physical needs. It can be, you know, emotional Emotional. needs. It can be any need, your need for attention, Mm. your need for validation, you know, whatever it was, just not having some of your needs met as a child. And that's not to say that they were never met, but there were certain times in your childhood where certain needs that were important to you in those moments weren't met or there was a consistent Mm. track record of needs not being met that led to you craving attention and validation from those who were responsible for you and who were your caretakers or guardians at the time. I wonder if it's also, again, I have no actual scientific backing to this. It's just a thought if you're mimicking what your parents mm. do or the people that raised you as well, if it's maybe not your needs weren't met, but you're also just kind of copying what they did yeah. of always learned helping others, learned behaviors, not knowing when to say no, not having yeah. boundaries. That's more just like a general thought that is like interesting with human behavior because yeah. I think you learn almost oh, something like most of the things we learn are from the ages up till like seven I or think something. It's five. Is it I five? Think it's five. I could be wrong. Basically, it might be we're imprinted from a young age yeah. without even realizing it's just a little potato sack for like two years, but whatever. Yeah. And I think the other important thing to acknowledge as well is people pleasing tendencies can come from any number of places. And it can also be a combination of different places as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And boundary setting is a massive thing and definitely yeah. learned behaviors. If you were taught always to never say no to anything and always be accommodating because, oh, no, it's rude to say no and you have to be kind and helpful to other people and what that means is saying yes to things all the time and constantly setting your needs aside for the needs of others, then that's where those behaviours can be learned even if you do have high self-esteem or you did have needs met as a child. It's also Mm -hmm. there's, I'm sure, a conditioning element of it as well where you learn that other people's needs and meeting those are more important than meeting your own, even if you know that you are worthy of having your needs met as well. It's such an interesting balance to try and strike because there's an element of being selfless. It's great. But if you do it too much, it's being a people pleaser and it's withdrawing from your own needs. But being polite and having manners and helping others is a good thing and it's good to be kind. But to what extent does it then become Mm. damaging and bad? It's like, where does this line fit? Where is this perfect balance that you can strike in the middle that's kind to society and those around you, but not taking away from your own resources, energy bank, needs, and really diving headfirst into this negative side of being a people pleaser? Well, I think for me where that line is, is depending on how much energy I have in my little energy storage piggy bank at the time, Mm -hmm. how much am I able to give out to other people whilst also saving enough energy to take care of myself and my needs? And whether through being helpful or being kind or going out of my way to do something for someone else, whether that is compromising me, who I am, or taking care of my needs at all, I think when you start to overstep that boundary a little bit and you're compromising on things that are important to Mm -hmm. you and your well-being and who you are as a person, then I think that's where it can start to get into kind of dangerous territory. But there are also ways that you can say no politely 
And teach me how. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it depends on the situation, to be honest. Like, I think our true. generation are also getting a lot better at just communicating openly and honestly. I think it's interesting when someone invites you to something, for example, and it's not necessarily a big event. It's just, oh, yeah, we're catching up, whatever. There are some people who, if you said to someone, hey, I'm in a really anxious headspace and I'm just really not feeling up to catching up right now, I love you and I want to see you, I want to spend time with you, but I'm just not the best version of myself right now and I know that it's just going to deplete me. It has nothing to do with you and you don't zap my energy, it's just Mm -hmm. where I'm at right now, but I would love to see you another time. Can we catch up, blah, blah, blah. I think there are people who don't take that as personally now as they may have in the past and people are more sensitive, I guess, to people's Mm. mental health and how that's impacted by the activity that they're engaging with. And I think it's easier to say no to things now than maybe it has been in the past because there was more of a... A perception in society that if you said no to something, that it was bad, or you're a bad person, or you're a bad like a friend, or whatever. On that person. And I think it's it's also a question of not. It's it's really tricky because there are some people who are just it's genuinely so really flaky and lazy yeah. friends, and you know you can kind of set things aside sometimes because it's important to your friend. Mm. And, you know, you can do what you can to make sure that you're still having your needs met at the same time as well. There are some people Mm. who are just kind of flaky and low energy and lazy friends. And so it's it's kind of situation dependent, honestly, to determine which camp you fall into, whether you're setting strong boundaries for yourself, but you're still putting in the effort when it counts versus if you're just kind of taking the easy way out and using it as an excuse to be a bit of a shitty yeah. friend. <laughs> I know, it's such a balance. And I think I think for me, the positive thing of, I guess, that, that little small thing called COVID, you know, little <laughs> tiny baby thing, um, it taught me to finally stop because I was always such a big FOMO mm. sufferer, people pleaser, c- couldn't miss a single mm. event. And then we had COVID and lockdowns. I thought, oh, I really needed to just take yeah. a break. And now I feel so much more at peace, I guess, with myself and my anxiety and this struggle I used to have so negatively with FOMO. Mm. I've worked through that with my therapist to finally be able to see, be on the other side of it and think, oh, it's okay if I wasn't invited to this yeah. thing. I get a night off. Or it's fine if my boyfriend's going for a boys' night. I get the place to myself. I get recharge time. And I've realized that it's okay to miss stuff there'll be another birthday, another event, another dinner. Yeah. And you don't have to beat absolutely everything. And then you don't have to draw on your energy reserves or when you really just don't feel like going. That's such a hard thing as well that people, I think people please especially feel, oh, if I'm not there, I'm the bad friend or I'm doing the bad thing or I'm going to offend the host. Yeah. When in reality, sometimes you just don't want to go. Sometimes you just want to night in. Sometimes you don't feel like leaving the house. And those things I think are so often seen by society as a bad thing. Oh, you don't want to go? Well, you must not like that yeah. person then. What? Well, you're not going to get invited again. It's that sort of fear that's been ingrained in us from, I guess, a young age. Yeah. Again, putting my psychologist hat on when <laughs> I'm not actually a psychologist. But I think COVID and sort of 
everything we've gone through in the last three years has sort of taught a lot of people rewired, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Of, oh, it's actually fine to take some time out. And you don't have to make up an excuse. Yeah. Like, I think that's something I struggled with is I always have to feel like, oh, I have to come up with a really good excuse if I don't want to go. It's actually, like, you know, what? sometimes you're just tired. Sometimes you don't feel like going to a wine bar. Sometimes you just want to sit in your PJs and watch Netflix. That's fine. Yeah, I think that's the thing that we kind of keep coming back to as well. It's perfectly valid to need time to yourself and not spread yourself too thin. And you do need to make sure that you are storing up some of your energy reserves for yourself and making sure that you're doing things that are important to you and that energize you or recharge your batteries. But I think at the same time, it's also important to not use, oh, I'm taking care of my mental health as an excuse because it also kind of cheapens people who do genuinely have that reason for not being able to do something if there's people who constantly drop that when in Mm -hmm. reality you know that's not what it is. You just don't want to (laughs) go. And it's it's really tricky because I do go back and forth as well and it is very much contextually based because I do have friends where I don't feel like they put in the effort with me and Mm -hmm. they do constantly flake on me. I think they there are certain times when you do just kind of need to power through because it's a question of what's important to you. Yeah. And whether you do prioritize sometimes people pleasing a little bit because I think mm-hmm. people pleasing is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. It's not just always, no. when people pleasing becomes detrimental to your personal growth or your mental health, your well-being, your your taking care of your needs, all of that sort of stuff, that's when people-pleasing isn't that great. But at the end of the day, it's totally okay to want to maintain positive relationships with people. And Mm. as human beings, that's kind of what we're wired to do. Humans are social creatures and we find a lot of comfort in hanging out in groups and helping others building connections helping others yeah. and bonding socially so it is still something that is kind of important and there are going to be times when you do need to set your laziness aside or your I don't want to go-ness aside and just kind of suck it up and go because you know that it's important to the other person and it kind of matters more to do that than to just kind of sloth around. But then if you've also had times where you've been spreading yourself way too thin, then it is also okay to say no to something and say, Mm -hmm. I love you. I've been spreading myself way too thin. I only have myself to blame for this. I want to make it up to you another time, but I don't have the social battery to be able to do this particular thing with you. So if someone's invited you out to a club or something like that and that's just so not your vibe or you don't have the energy for that it's hey I still want to see you so let's catch up for coffee or let's go to see a movie or go shopping or you know we'll go for a walk together let's spend quality time this is but I just don't necessarily (laughs) have the social battery right now to handle a club situation like I've I've invited people to my birthdays in the past knowing that the particular plans that I have aren't going to suit everyone, but I also try and give people options. So Mm. we do a dinner before we go out or I will invite someone, but then I'll reach out to them and say, hey, I know this isn't really your vibe. I still want to see you. 
So please don't let this put you off. Let's catch up for a coffee or something like that if you aren't able to come or if you don't want to come. I totally understand, but I just wanted you to feel included. And I think it's that level of accommodation that is a positive of people pleasing, I guess, is that you have a deeper understanding of these people in your life. I'm sensitive to people's feelings. give them that flexibility. You're sensitive to it and you acknowledge that, which I think is a really great attribute to have. And it's not you doing it in such a toxic, negative way. It's more just, oh, well... I understand we all have needs. I understand I want to see you. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to go clubbing. Let's find a middle ground yeah. that makes everyone feel less pressured and everyone gets a little bit of a win. Yeah. Compromise. Exactly. That's the word I've been looking for. We love for. compromise. Because <laughs> to be honest, it can be exhausting putting constant energy into I want to try and make everyone happy because at the end of the day... And you're getting it nothing back. Yeah, and at the end of the day, realistically, you can't make everybody happy. As much as you tell no. yourself that you can and as much as you may try to, people have their own things going on and sometimes if someone's unhappy yeah. with something, it has nothing to do with you. So you shouldn't necessarily always bend over backwards to try to make other people happy when there's so much that's out of your control. Instead, focus on what you can control and try and just do the best that you can. But understand that there are certain things that, you know, people might be having a really bad day and you can try and put energy into making them feel better. But at the end of the day, maybe they just need time. And I think that's something I've been going through recently with one of my girlfriends. I think she's going through and has been going through a lot of stuff. But what I say on my side is, oh, she doesn't want to hang out with me. Oh, she's not replying to my messages. Oh, my my friendship's lost. And I start catastrophizing my brain. What have I done wrong? Mm. And then I start overdoing it. And it's not until I realize, oh, it's not worth my energy. She's Mm. doing her own thing. We'll come back to being friends or closer friends when the time is right. And we're both just sort of going through life at the moment and life gets a little bit busy. And once I realized that and accepted that, I was so much less stressed and so much happier. And it's, I don't think anyone else can tell you in a way to be like, oh, just deal with it. Oh, you know, it's not you, it's them. And sure, you can have a hundred people say that, but it's something I think you need to work out Mm. on your own terms and by yourself and think oh okay I finally can realize there is some truth to maybe it's not me it's them or there's other factors that I'm not aware of or they're going through a really hard time but I didn't know there's so much more under the surface that so many people are going through that it often is probably a them problem not a you problem or maybe you haven't done anything wrong people just drift and this is obviously very much related to a friendship example but there's other factors going on. Things people deal with things. <laughs> Once you realize that, you'll you'll be bloody fine. Yeah. Well, I think it is also one of those things where you should feel able to have a conversation and address something like that with your friends. And totally. I mean, there are going to be certain friendships where they kind of work because you both know what it is and you don't need to talk about those sorts of things. You just know that you'll kind of drift in and out of out of each other's lives and you'll know that it's nothing personal as well but if there is a friendship where you do feel genuinely unsupported and like they're flaking on you all the time they're not giving you the energy that you need they're not putting in the same effort as you there's something that you're not getting out of the friendship that you need compared to how much you're putting in then 
maybe that is a conversation that you have with your friend to say it's a two-way street friendship yeah I feel like we haven't really seen each other a lot lately and I would like some more FaceTime with you it's difficult because I feel like I'm putting in a lot of effort and I know that you've probably got a lot going on but this is how I'm feeling and I would like to rectify that because I love our relationship and I really value you as a friend and it would suck to kind of see things fall by the wayside just because, you know, you're going through something at the moment and we're not speaking openly about it and Mm -hmm. then our friendship suffers as a result of that because I then have hurt feelings. So it's something that you should be able to chat about and work through as well to try and kind of find where that midpoint is and get an understanding of where someone is at and why maybe they may not be able to put in as much energy as you at that particular moment. Nine times out of ten, there is a legitimate reason. And sometimes it is just a friendship might be over. And we've spoken about friendship breakups previously. I think it was one of our very first episodes. It was our very first episode. Go back and listen to it. It's a really good one. Listen. Am I talking? voices now. I was whispering. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so go back and listen. It was a great self-progress. It was a good episode. I feel like that's a good note to end on. Yeah. As always, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out on our socials. And if you're not already following us, what are you doing, Rue? <laughs> Make sure you hit follow so you can keep up to date with all of our shenanigans, all of the things we're talking about. And if you want to get a little bit more personal, slide into the DMs or drop us an email as well. Make sure to also review this, rate, whatever you can do. Follow us on wherever you're listening to this right now make sure to share this episode with a friend or family member or colleague or really whoever we appreciate it when you share our episodes around otherwise we'll see you next week when we talk about another area of life that might not have a one-size-fits-all approach we'll see you then bye